What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. This podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Godie. And it's your boy Smash coming at you. Want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. Smash, how you living, brother? Living good, man. Living good. Can't complain. What's good with you? Uh, nothing, man. You know, this is this is a great month for me. My Tigers in the national championship. Uh, bad boys getting ready to come out. I've been waiting on that, so it's I'm good on my side. What about you? You you sure? You sure? I I I, didn't, I left you alone for a couple of days when them ain't didn't uh, win that game. See, we're not talking about oh why you bring up old stuff, bro. Nah, you know what I'm saying. I just <laughs> I just I hadn't checked on you in a couple of days, so I wanted to make sure you were fine. Since you know, actually, you know, we had all star practices that Sunday, so I didn't even watch the game. So I don't even know what transpired. I know the the pass interference happened, and I had you know I had it recorded, but since we lost, I didn't go back and watch it at all. So I don't know what happened in the game. So but you watched it? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch none of none I was of a Vikings cover. fan for four hours. I know you was. I know you was because you sent me, <laughs> you sent me a meme, and about a thousand other people sent me memes, and uh, they're still coming in as we speak. Nah, I, I left you alone after that. I just, they did their job, so hey, it's over. Y'all right there with me and my boys on the couch. We won the South, so that's all that matters. We won the South. <laughs> we beat y'all. That's what matters. But look, man, we got we finally got we finally got a chance to to broaden this network out that we've been trying to do for the longest. Um, we have Tatiana on the line with us, who she's gonna. Uh, join the Talker Brothers Podcast Network here, Charlotte, in the next coming months. Um, her show is going to be called Talking with Tatiana. Uh, Tati, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. She got that, <laughs> that, shock, that shock on her face. Like, <laughs> How are you? So tell us a little bit about yourself, Tati. So I am a military brat, and I am currently a freshman at the University of Florida, and I'm majoring in journalism and communication. I want to do like broadcast journalism, so I definitely want to be like an interviewer for like the BET Awards, like different outlets like that. Um, I'm also interested in like acting, so I know journalism and acting are similar outlets. So. You're a, you're a freshman at Florida, so we're not gonna hold that against you. But it's okay. <laughs> Everybody has their faults, so we're not gonna hold but, that against you. I love you nonetheless. But we're, yes, we're number seven in the nation academic wise. Well, so so yeah. not oh, so we're gonna we're gonna work. Yeah, about yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So academic wise. That's your outlet. You and your daddy was beating your chest about how y'all gonna beat out beat the Tigers, but. I see. <laughs> So now we're gonna lean on the academics uh smash. There's seven yeah. academically. Look, number seven academically, number yeah. one criminally. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
good. Yeah, it's good. Success in every every aspect. <laughs> right. That's okay. Y'all, y'all top ten in everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I know you you're majoring in, in journalism. Um what what inspired you to do this podcast? Um, so I want to be more exposed. So whenever I do start my actual career, I'm not just jumping in without any type of experience. So I know like the podcast will get my feet wet. And then also like I got interested in journalism from taking creative writing in high school. And like I realized throughout the prompts we wrote that like I actually have more creative power than I thought I did because everyone enjoyed my pieces and stuff more than I anticipated for them too, so. Okay. So you you plan on podding and blogging (laughs) and just being a creator, a curator of content period all the way around, right? Yes. I want to do like the broadcast perspective of journalism and the writing perspective as well. Okay. Multi-talented, man. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you learn yeah, something. That's smash. good, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm taking, taking notes. notes. It's never. I'm never too old. You're never too old to learn some new tricks. Okay. So I know we talked about um, the show is going to be surrounded by the misconceptions of being a young black adult. Um, yes. What? What rubs you about being a young adult? What? What? What misconceptions are? Just throwing it out there, what misconceptions you believe that that irritate you the most to want that to be a main topic of your of your pod? Um, so like a huge misconception is about social media, you know, just like living our lives through social media. I mean, some young adults do, but like I'm not one of those young adults. So I think the misconception is that all of us fall into that pool, but like some of us actually are like aspiring to do like other things other than social media. And then also just like the misconception about a lot of people in this generation are trying to get like fast money. So everybody's trying to become like a rapper and all those things that like, there are some people that are still going to school, trying to have like that backup plan just in case it doesn't work out. So there's a lot of those misconceptions. So like there are some people that do fall into that category, but I guess the main is just that all of us do, but like all of us don't. Okay, so you just trying to look, I'm over here and I'm not falling into that stereotype. And I wanna, that's good. That's good, yeah. (laughs) And then we we talked about the life at a PWI. For those that don't know, PWI is is predominantly white institution. Um, I went to historically black university. She didn't wanna go to HBCU, (laughs) but I'm not gonna hold that against you, Ty. I'm not gonna hold that against you. But uh, what, what about the life at a PWI that um, inspires you to want to talk about it and, and educate other young black adults, you know, men and women that uh, young young adults that want to go to a PWI? Um, what inspire you to, to want to talk about that as well? Um, I think I just was inspired because I didn't realize until I started going to like the Black Student Union events that we were only the Black people here at the University of Florida, it's only 6% of us. And so 
I just wanted to like shine light onto what it's like walking on campus and every now and then you'll see somebody that looks like you but not really and then also just <laughs> just dealing with people um just kind of underestimating you when you're like in class with a whole bunch of people that are the majority race and then looking at you like oh like you're you're taking bio oh and it's like no like i could take bio too and i can like still get an a in the class just like you and just like to shine light on the fact that um black people can also get just as much of an education and can do they can also be doctors nurses anything they want to be just like the rest of the majority race can that's what's up but that i mean i think that's a good concept too because i think it'll help like other um african-americans that are in your same situation whether it be male or female mm-hmm. they'll be like yeah you know i'm going through that same thing because i know like i live in a predominantly white area mm-hmm. and when you go into a restaurant you just be like you look around you see so many white people you feel out of place Mm-hmm. And they look at you like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> yes. but like, like you said, I could be here too, you know. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I play yeah, cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not yes. gonna get on and the cornhole. Also, <laughs> <laughs> and I also want them to know that, like, we're we all don't fall under the stereotype of being like, you know, just loud and you know all that. Like, we can be professional. We know how to trust. We know how to act in public. We know how to, sometimes. you know, present ourselves. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Uh, but, you know, sometimes. we can we can we can behave <laughs> like. You know? now, like I do. We're all not <laughs> I do have a question though. Have you been? asked or how many times have you been asked can they touch your hair oh i'm gonna ask that too oh, <laughs> oh. Oh my you better not be letting them touch your hair <laughs> no i actually don't think i've really ran into that problem before but i do i had to explain a couple of times like the whole getting a sewing because you know with the sewing, they like weave the hair in with like a needle, and so they would be like, "Oh my God!" Like they put the needle through your head. I'm like, "No, like they don't. <laughs> they don't put it in my head. They just, you know, weave it in." And yeah, it's yeah, that's always a. And then the whole when you come to school with like your natural hair, and then the next day you come to school with like weave and braids, and we're like, "Oh my God!" And it's like, no, like it's just, <laughs> and you got to go through the whole process so they understand that, like, you know. <laughs> Tell them we, we have our personal space. Don't enter, don't enter, yes. don't come into my personal space trying to touch my exactly. head. Exactly. <laughs> yes. um, but they do get shocked when they see my real hair because they're like, oh, that, like, that's all yours. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, we have long hair too. <laughs> I just, sometimes, you know, we use weave as like a protective to like make our hair grow more because it's braided underneath. So, yeah. They use weave too. They know what it is. Yeah, do. I. They do. They just clip theirs in. We are so out, man. <laughs> so, so Tati, how how has college life been for you? Has it been a culture shock for you? Not as far as the the ethnic side of it, but mm-hmm. just the just the academic rigors of it. Has it been a culture shock for you? Uh, yes. I have been used. Like I've had like challenges with school, but like. I guess I've always found a way to like finesse it and get it done and make it a some way. But like here, they are like hardcore. The professors do not play essays that I thought were amazing. They're like, no. So it's it's been a bit of a culture shock. And then also like 
not coming home to my parents every day, like learning to live on my own and like having to cook, do my own laundry. I'm like, oh, okay, like this is, yeah, I, you know, maybe half of my parents around wasn't as bad as I thought because <laughs> doing it for myself is a bit much, but you know, I've managed, I feel like I found a way to like manage my time now. I've made myself a schedule so I won't be as overwhelmed. So I try to block off different things so I don't have everything crammed into one day. Right. But it was definitely a culture shock. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you figured it out. I'm glad you that first mm -hmm. semester was that first semester was always the toughest one because you, you mm -hmm. didn't realize how much free time it's not necessarily free time. You just mm -hmm. thought it was free time, but it really wasn't yeah. free time. You should be used this time wisely. And then once you realize how to manage your time, it, it gets easier. It gets easier after a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely, I learned that like it's not free time because right. I thought I had a lot of time to do certain things with deadlines at like 11.59. So I was like, yeah. And then I started having technical difficulties on my computer and I was like, oh my God, it's 11 o'clock. I have 59 minutes. And then it's like, yeah. So I learned not to push it anymore as far as time. <laughs> Give yourself some breathing time, I understand. Yeah. So are you taking all, all uh, in class? Or do you, or you have a couple online classes as well? Yeah, I have a couple online as well, like a balance of okay. both, you know. Mm -hmm. What do you like better, online, or you actually like going sit in the classroom? I definitely prefer like the online just because like it's more of your own pace, but you know. You, you <laughs> want to see other people. <laughs> yes, and I want to get out and, stuff and just be able to like enjoy being on the campus because we have like a nice, spacious campus and it's really pretty so but you don't see many of us but it's there yeah you know it's, yeah, it's there we do have our own we actually just um they reopened our, our black institution um so like that's like our own little space we can go to if we want to go there and study and things like what, that we actually what, just had the ribbon cutting for that in december for that building so it's, it's just blacks only or something i mean it's like I mean, I guess if you're not black, you can send it too. <laughs> but I mean, it was like, you know, built as like the black institution. Um, and then I think it got shut down and then they finally got it back open. And it's like all renewed and um, renovated and stuff okay. in there. So, yeah. That's what's up, dude. That's mm -hmm. So all the listeners, um, that's Tatiana. Um, her show, again, her show is going to be called Talks with Tatiana. Um, it will be a weekly show on the Talker Brothers Podcast Network. So, same way you guys show us love, show her love as well. And we definitely thank you for um, joining our network and and bringing some some sense to our madness. Because me and Sm Smash and I are always all over the place. So it's good that we get some kind of a female, a young female perspective on <laughs> on the black culture. So um, thank you for doing that. But we're gonna jump into this thing, man. Smash. <laughs> Yo, we posted this. I guess I don't know what what you would call it. From uh, Will Smith, and he had a quote, and the quote said, uh, "Let me pull it up again." Uh, Will Smith said, and it's talking about relationships. About you should be responsible for your the the man should be responsible for his happiness. And a woman should be responsible for their happiness, and together they can they can uh, 
come together and enjoy one another's happiness together as one. So the clip was saying, his saying, her happiness is not my responsibility. She should be happy and I should be happy individually. Then we come together and share our happiness. Giving someone the responsibility to make your happy, make your make you happy when you can't do it yourself is selfish. So we posted that on Facebook and we posted it on Instagram. Instagram it just blew up. I mean, there were um, a lot of people that were I agree, I disagree. What, what, and I hadn't and I didn't want to talk to you about it. I want to get get on the mic and, and get on wax and talk to you about it to see where you stand on it. For me, I I totally agree. And uh, I must say, my wife said to make sure that she said she agreed too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so shouts out to the wife. So I, I made sure I said she agreed too. So, what do you stand on this one? For me, yeah. or Ty? both of y'all? You go ahead, Tati. I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, so I think that. Hold um, up, Tati. Are you dating? <laughs> no, not currently, but I have been in like, I guess like two serious relationships in the past and I will say that they both came into the relationship not like dealing with like past demons from like, you know, family issues and stuff and I feel like that affected a lot and it just kind of made the relationship a bit miserable mm -hmm. so i will say that like it, i think people need to be responsible for their own happiness because if you are dealing with issues yourself or like you're not you know you don't love yourself or you're just struggling in life i think you need to work on that finding yourself getting yourself together finding your true inner happiness and what makes you you and then be able to portray that to another person so they can you guys can reflect your happiness on each other to make the relationship happy. Yeah. That was very well said. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, uh, you dating, I might have to gas up the truck That's and come visit Gainesville for a minute, but, uh, you know. Stop all the talent. <laughs> Pick my brother up and keep it going. <laughs> but let me, but, before uh, Smash, before you, ask, before you jump in Smash, let me ask this question, Tati. Um, do you feel... Like, it irks me that I always, I always, I am always a believer that um, you want to be happy within yourself and you want to be mm -hmm. self-sufficient within yourself. Because if you don't know yourself and you're not happy with yourself going into a relationship, um, you kind of bring that baggage with you and you start kind of being mm -hmm. codependent on that person to try to um, manufacture happiness through them. And it's kind of hard. So, do you feel? Do you see that in the in in your generation of do they do they more depend on codependent on on each other? Or are you seeing more that they're more independent? I think this generation has like a thing with trying to, I guess, play hard to get, and it's a little. I think that ruins people's happiness because they try to go out there and they try to. You know, they think they found their happiness and then within themselves and then they try to get in a relationship but then that person wants to kind of, I guess, flex on them and I'm like, okay. And I think also this generation, they don't realize that your whole relationship doesn't have to be through social media. And I think a lot of people with like the YouTube couples and the Instagram famous couples, everybody's like, oh, they look so perfect and happy and it's like you can't. And then they look at their relationships and themselves and they start to feel insecure. Like, why are we not like that? And it's like, you guys don't know what they go through behind closed doors. They show you what they want you to see. 
so I think our generation has a huge problem with the whole social media and relationships, and that affects their happiness so, within themselves and the relationships. So do you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been married for fifteen years. Man's been married for twenty something mm-hmm. years, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he said, "I guess the social media, <laughs> the social media yeah. thing is like we we are a part of it, but as mm-hmm. far as in the dating scene." Do you, yeah. if, it's, if it's a guy that you meet, do you go to that, do you go to social media and kind of do a background check on him to see, let me see what this fool is that you <laughs> Oh, yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> uh, but I haven't, like, you know, with my last two relationships, I met them both, like, you know, like outside of social media, like in person. So right. I didn't really have to do all that. I mean, I did still look at their Instagrams, but it wasn't like, a, oh, like before I meet him, let me see his Instagram. So, yeah, definitely. I also want to see like the mutual friends. Like, I need to make sure like who you follow because the people that you have, I'm going to be like, yeah, no, this is not the crowd I need to associate with. He's so. friends with Ray Ray. I can't deal with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. To you, Smash. <laughs> no, nah, I, I agree. I agree with the post a hundred percent, man. You got to be happy and responsible for your own happiness, and then you know it's up to it's up to you. Like if if your wife is happy, she found her happiness. Up to you to keep her happy. You know what I'm saying? To not like put your your stuff on her, however you want to phrase that. But uh, it's just everybody got to find their own happy. Because if you're not happy with yourself, it's nothing that nobody else is gonna do that can make uh you happy and what what i found out man a lot of this stuff is people aren't happy they they got some type of something happened to them in their life whether it was in their childhood or some bad experience in college or something and they just they hadn't got over it and they take it with them and i just met some people that ain't never gonna be happy man and i just you know i feel bad for them but happiness in a relationship is all about you having your happiness and then you know y'all coming together to keep each other and make each other happy as well so i agree with that I think it's mm. I think it's real selfish. I I, I definitely and, and the happiness comes from you. You want to have that relationship happiness. You know, you have the, that commonality, the things that you guys do as a couple that makes you happy. Whether it's be family, you know, whether it be a couple's trip or whether it's um, you guys sitting down, um, just doing having dinner together, different things like that. But you definitely need to have that that moment of where things that make me happy. Like for me. Doing this podcast is, is part of my happiness. It's kind of a it's kind of a yeah. therapy for me. I get to sit down, talk to my brother, talk to him, um, whether it be on wax. Some of the stuff doesn't make wax, but it's just an outlet and it makes me happy. I mean, my coaching makes me happy. And those type of things where um, you can go into it with a with a fresh mind. You know, you, you don't have to be trying to look at her for well, what did you do today and try to leech off for her happiness or in this, at the end of the day if she's not happy you want to be in a frame of mind to be able to pull her out if you both miserable then how you, who, who's going to pull that person out the dumps if we both miserable right. you know, so, you, you know. and I think it's um, like I also feel like it's 
selfish just because it's like then you feel responsible at that point for their happiness and then if they're like look you leave I'm gonna like you know have like a breakdown and then you're like okay like I gotta be responsible for their mental exactly. health and it's just like too much and then it's like you have to like it also you can't be codependent for another person because you have to remember at one point in life there was a life without them and you just have to remember that you are your own individual person and you don't have to be codependent for somebody else to make you a happy person totally agree keep that what makes you happy Tati (laughs) you said what what makes you happy um I definitely think journaling makes me happy because like writing down like like writing down my emotions helped me to be able to cope with my emotions because I'm able to like read it back and be like okay like we can get through this and everything also like prayer is just everything to me listening like having a moment where i'm just like okay i'm stressed but i'm about to stop i'm about to pray listen to some gospel music and we're gonna get through it and listening to music in general is definitely my outlet like i have like a whole reserve time in my schedule to just listen oh, wow. to music and i'm just like that's my thing <laughs> like my friends they like i have my friends know I have a music hour. Like, they will text me before they call. They're like, are you having music hour? I'm like, yes, do not call me right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's music hour. That's cool, though. That's good. That's good. So, I mean, that was something that, that struck a chord. I mean, it seems like that's a big issue with everybody because once I posted, once I posted on Instagram, it was, it was really magnetic. And, and, and people that came out the woodworks to put their comment and, and have their opinion on it um again my whole thing is a lot of people look for relationships just to be in a relationship for a relationship when that's just totally dumb to me uh, sometimes you have to get in that wilderness period and just be by yourself and understand yourself and love self and find yeah. that that self peace before you can incorporate others into your life and uh you know, I totally agree with that. That was definitely a, a good point, Will made. No, that's that's true. Because uh, what you just said was part something. Because uh, this this girl that I work with came to me today and told me that she looking at divorcing her husband. They've been married ten years, but <clears throat> she said she's a touchy feely person. So she liked to be caressed and held and all that stuff. But he's not like that. He's he never like his family never showed love. He was like she was like. They've been married for 10 years and she's never even seen his parents kiss or hug each other. You know what I mean? And so he 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 shows um he shows affection by doing things for her, like washing the car, you know, helping around the house or whatever. But she just wants to like sometimes just, you know, hold hands or when they watching the movie, being able to lay in his arm. And she she said today, she told uh she told me today, she was like, I'm going to file for a divorce. He doesn't know it yet. But she was like, I just can't not I don't see staying any longer not being happy. Wait, wait, and I was, wait, 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 I was like, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Back the truck up. Wait, 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 wait. So you telling me this woman is going to divorce her husband because because he doesn't want to cuddle? <laughs> hey, if, if that's what, so, so there, there's a book. There's a book called The Five Love Languages. Right. And when you take that test, it, it tells you it tells you what type of language or what type of affection you like. And some people are gifts, like they like to receive things, or some people are accolades, they like to just say, Hey, thank you, and all this stuff. But she's a 
she's a touch person she has to be touched and i guess for 10 years she ain't been being touched and cuddled so i i don't know man it's like more to I, that story bro it's i found it a little weird story. at first but that is hey, weird she kept going though hey but it, you know i mean if she ain't been cuddled if that's what she wants <laughs> Gotta get, yeah. gotta call Mike Epps the cutler. <laughs> <Come> on, <man. laughs> hey, like, like Google I that if y'all hey, listeners Google the cutler. <laughs> Mike Epps will help out. I, I told her to do what's right for the kids, man. That's do, weird, do bro. That's yeah. I mean, you think? And I, I, but uh, go ahead, Todd. I was just gonna say, like, I just feel like she should have like known that before they got married. I feel like you know the type of person you're married. Like, if they like to hold hands or not, I mean... Like. But it's funny you say that, because she said that's what he said. She was like, he was like, you known this forever that I'm... Yeah, feel- like, what? Like, I don't know. That's, but, like, a thing that people, like, fall in a lot of the times when they get married, is they think that a certain flaw that they don't like is going to change just because they got married, and then it doesn't change, and they're like, oh, like, you were for real. And it's like, yeah, like, this is who I am. <laughs> So, hey, like, these are the type of stories I get every day at work. Man. Every every day is an adventure for me. So she wanna cut love. That's that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> but it has to be more to that story. I, yeah. I, you know, it's two sides to every story. Well, it's three sides: mm. her side, his side, and God's side. And he uh, yeah. So I'll I'll keep you posted. Please, please, that that if it un, if it unravels, <laughs> that, that's weird to me. Uh, that, I mean, that comes with going to, you know, going to the bedroom and all those different type of aspects. It has to be more to it than just them showing, you know, public displays of affection to each other. And I don't. That's just weird to me. I bet when you go to bed at night, you're gonna cuddle with your with the wife, huh? Well, <laughs> I, I, you better. You won't get a divorce. I'll say this much. I'll say this much. <laughs> not to go too in depth, but we have a California king in our bedroom. And we to the point where it's time for cuddling, and then there's time not time for cuddling. It's you know it's on Wednesday, hard day at work. Look, you stay on your side. I'm gonna stay on my side. I'm trying to get some sleep over here. But but you know you have your moments. No, I mean I'm not. You, I'm not a person. And I always told, I've always told my wife. You know I, I'm a big proponent of you have to have time for yourself, and she has to oh, have yeah. time for herself. And it comes to a time where we do those type of things. But just for him to not do it totally, yeah, I, I find that kind of odd. For her to divorce him because he, because you won't sit down and, and discuss it and kind of try to find some mutual ground. Okay, man, on Thursdays, we're going to cuddle on Thursdays. You know, <laughs> something has to transpire where that shouldn't be the, the, the reason why they're divorcing. I just... What about all the yeah. good things that got you to this point? You know, you, you forget yeah. about all the good things. She, she said, I mean, I man. like the whole, like, I like the whole washing the car. I would appreciate that. I feel like, wow, thank you. Like, I don't have to say anybody <laughs> at the car. Washing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hey. Yeah. I don't think that's weird. I can't make this stuff yeah. up. That's yeah, I definitely do like what you said about the whole everybody has to have space, though, because I always think about that. Like, I'm like, mm. like I probably would not be the type of person that would move in with a boyfriend until I'm married, just because, like, you live with people your whole life, and then you have that one block of time in life you get to stay by yourself. And I need to enjoy that as much as I can because I like to, like, 
I'm good. I enjoy my time. And I'm probably gonna have like a woman cave in my house and everything just for like me. <laughs> because I, the she I, think, I think that I, yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, when I'm around people too long, I get very irritated right. if I'm like, all right. That's how I am. Yeah. But I mean, but then I, I, I kind of beg to differ. I, I'm, you know, Smash knows I'm a big, a big proponent of living with someone before you get married. Now, I definitely, mm. I definitely totally Me agree too. with you with the point of, um, to the point where I need my, I want to be individual to I get to that point where mm-hmm. I want to get married. If we get to the point mm-hmm. where we said, you know, I'm going to get married, and we're to that mm-hmm. point and we're engaged, then yeah, I'm I'm a big proponent. I want to I want to test drive what I'm about to marry before I get into it because people have mm-hmm. people tend to put on airs when they're not, mm-hmm. you know, when you're not together because you're gonna realize. Little things irritate people. Just the taller papers. She liked to go under. I like for it to go oh, over. Those oh type God. of things build up and, and, and turn into and turn yeah. into big things, you know. So it is. It is the little things. It is. Yeah. It's the little things that that really makes a relationship blow up, you know. Mm-hmm. But hey, to each his own, I guess. <laughs> Wearing hair buns. Oh, oh my See, no. God. <laughs> <laughs> All the flip flops. <laughs> oh my god! New Year, same me. <laughs> oh my god. So you don't, you don't like bonnet? I ain't gonna go into that Tati, right now. Please oh, don't okay. get him started on okay. his bonnet. Thing. All right, okay. I won't get you started. <laughs> she cannot wear a bonnet at all. Oh it's a, my! God. It's a whole movement out there. Oh my god! It's a singular movement. It's only him. Yeah, yeah, because those people movement. have like a side hustle where they like sell their own like satin bonnets and everything. Like, yeah, wow. She's not. <laughs> She won't be moving the bottom line. Believe that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get move on over to this to the press play. Ari Lennox, the R&B singer, took to Instagram last week to respond after Twitter user King Quasi wrote Ari Lennox and Tiana Taylor Taylor ability to have dangerously high sexual appeal while sim, uh, while simultaneously looking like Rottweilers. Just press play. Oh, I already pressed play. I'm not fucking with that shit, like, at all. Like, how people hate black people so much, how how black people can sit up here and say, that's not my problem. Or or she she does look like a Rottweiler, that's fine. That's fine. But, and, and, uh, and, and you wanna talk about how, oh, people are so sensitive, they want us to cancel freedom of speech. Why is this your speech? Why are you so comfortable tearing down black women, women, and no other race? Look around. Look under, look around. When are Hispanic women ever compared to dogs? When do they do that? When do they do that to white women? When are white men doing that to white women? When are Hispanic men doing that to Hispanic women? They're not doing it. They're not. Like, and, and how come as a black woman, me sticking up for it, I'm, I'm Azealia? Like, bruh, like, it's it's insane. It's insane to me that you're right. Like, that that is real freedom of speech being threatened. That's real. That's real speech being threatened. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, for, for her, this has touched her soul. Because for her to expose, to go on Instagram, and for her to expose herself um, and how she really feels about this. Because for me, I would think, 
I'm an entertainer and that comes with the territory. But on the other hand, it does lend ear to why people feel like they can target um, black women or just blacks in general on on these stereotypical type of things. Um, I was just going to um, say, I think it's probably because we have like that, um, both of the disadvantages of just being like first, especially like women, we're already the minority gender. And then like black women, we're the minority race. So we have like that double disadvantage. So I feel like they think we're weak and they have seen like us in the past, they've seen, you know, videos and things of like, I guess, like ghetto, I guess to say women, black women. And so they put all of us in that boat and think none of us are like educated. And so they immediately try to come for us. And like, you know, when we wear like our natural hair, they look at it as like just nappy, not caring instead of it being like, you know, silk pressed and everything. So I think it's just easier for them to try to come for us versus any other race. I don't know. I, I think like, I, I mean, one of my true beliefs is that they are scared of us. And so because they're scared of us, it's like a it's like a um, a scared dog. You're backing into a corner. It might try to strike. If you strike back, you know, it might calm down. But it's just like they they I'm not going to sit here and say they, they want to be us and stuff, but they copy a lot of the things that we do because they're impressed with the things that we can do. Like we've been oppressed and everybody knows that we've been oppressed and we're still oppressed in certain um uh, situations but it's like they still want to be like us and it takes so much effort for them to be like us when it takes us nothing because we're just being our everyday selves i just me i see it a lot as jealousy because if i'm gonna be specific with men for for first um when i see white men talk about black women per se like a lot of times those men want to date a black woman but they just don't know how to approach it because they're scared of her and all that they don't know how to approach the situation and <clears throat> when uh when white guys do it a lot of times they they're just scared of the black guy as well like, like they just don't know what to do so they just lash out thinking that their uh privilege is going to take them forward so i just always see like they me I, i'd flip it i think they always want to be like us because it's just they look at us and no matter what what we get put through, we still come out on top as a culture. Yeah, I think especially because like they see us getting like better, like more black people in medicine, and um, even like Tyler Perry, he like built his whole studio where like it used to be Confederate. So I think they're like, oh, like they are pretty powerful. So. I think it's yeah for sure it scares them to see the type of power we can possess yep so what my question I, I i just don't understand why they take shots why they feel like they can take shots at us like why does they feel like it's so and now the guy king quasi whoever his name is and i even hate to give him some pub for this but for him to even go on instagram go on twitter and even say that Tiana Taylor and Ari Lennox looks like they have they have they are very sexual, but they have um, features of a Rottweiler. But you don't see them attacking white women. You don't see them attacking Latin women. You don't see them attacking attacking mm -hmm. anybody else. But it seems like it's it's okay to attack us, and we supposed to accept that. And, and my hat goes off to her because 
if I was in her position, it would just been, you know, water off a duck's back. I, I wouldn't even be bothered with it. But because she did address it, and you have somebody like uh, Joe Button who just went on his podcast um, a few days ago and try to and try to say that she's just being she's just being uh, what did he call it uh, insecure insecure like she's just being insecure. No, if it hurts my feelings, um, it hurts my feelings. Not being insecure. Who who would want to be sitting around called a Rottweiler? That's that look like a Rottweiler, you know. So. But I don't understand why they feel like they can take these shots black, white, and it seems okay that we supposed to accept this and move around with this like it's like it's normal. This is not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think also just like the fact that they are the majority race, I feel like they think we're below them. So they just feel like they're obligated to make those kind of shots at us, even though it's like not okay. And I think this is a black guy. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a black guy that took this shot at. Yeah. So, and that's that's what's more. That's what's even surprising that Mm -hmm. somebody from our own race would 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 fuel that fire for them to think that it's okay. okay. So, you think it's okay as an African American to do it to a fellow African American? That means it gives fire to them to be able to to take shots as well. And that's what pisses me off more about it. Yeah, I think also some people, once again, like they thrive from attention and social media. And I think he, he knew that that was going to blow up. And so he, I guess, just wanted that attention and he got it. So. And I'm kind of like you, D. Like for, if it was me, it would have, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have thought nothing about it. And I and I, I get why she was upset, but at the same time, it kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier when we were saying you got to be responsible for your own happiness. You also got to love yourself. Like she, she don't look like a Rottweiler, and I know like it, it pissed her off that he said that. But like you have to, once you start fueling that like that, then it's gonna open the door for these other trolls to come in and just add more fire because they see it bothers you. So now they gonna get out. But like you just, she should have took. And not saying she did anything wrong. So I don't want to put that out there, but. I would have liked to see that energy dedicated to her coming on empowering more black women like right. you know what i mean like you know we are beautiful and such and such such a no matter what our nose what our hair look like we are more than this and that because that's that's what i do to my girls like i try to tell them every day that they're beautiful and you know and they look good or whatever because i know i know what the world might be telling them when i'm not around you know what i mean right and, and so I would have liked to see her empower more, but that's just me. And like Tati said, you, you have that that stereotype of even we're conditioned, whether it be through social media, whether it be through television, whether it be through some kind of outlet, media outlet, where you have to have the long stringy hair, the sleek body fit, the sleek uh, frame, anything that looks looks like an, a Caucasian type figure, they, they, they deem that normal. With Thick lips, big nose, hips, you know, <laughs> big chest, those things that w- w- doesn't look normal, that doesn't fit in, into to their cultural, um, under their cultural umbrella, they deem it, deem it to be not normal. So, but I it just took, I was taken aback by it because here is a brother, well, we're we going to pull his, his black card is taken, smash. So, <laughs> it's reversed. <laughs> no, we trade him in. Um, for him to go out out of his way 
to to make that that kind of accusation is it's just it just makes no sense to me when he has a mother that looks like her he has a sister that looks like her you know he has relatives that looks like her you know so how do you, does everybody in your family look like Rod Wallace <laughs> he probably don't love himself either so he probably grew up and took some some you know ribbons or whatever and um and now he trying to put it back out there you know so i mean like i said like to me like i think she's a nice looking female so i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't even worry about it she's talented so i was like I, I i got why she was upset but like you can't i don't like giving people that much energy over me because right. if if i give you that much energy over me now i got it's gonna take like double that to build back up from that and I, I just refuse to give people that much energy from myself, but that's just me. I think, I think, I don't know. For me, I try not to give people the attention they're seeking for. But then I think sometimes it just gets to a point where you're like, okay, like enough is enough. And you're just like, you have to just put your foot down. And I don't know, cause I was in that situation actually like in the summer, like, you know, like an old friend posted me on her spam, and, you know, had something to say, like randomly hadn't talked to her in years. And I was just like, oh no, we're not doing this. And <laughs> I was like, and I had to put my foot down for that. And, you know, a part of me was like, okay, you should just like let that be. But then I don't know, I think it's just when you like, you are in your own lane and you're trying to be the best self you can be. And then you see that somebody's trying to tear you down and you're like, hold on, like, we're yeah. not gonna do that. And so I, and I think that's where Ari was. I yeah. think she forgot. Mm-hmm. I kinda think that she forgot that she's a celebrity. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, I'm not having this. And she was really yeah. emotional about it. I mean, if you listen to the clip, yeah. you can hear hear her, her how emotional she was. And at some mm-hmm. point you have to that has to be exposed. That has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For me, I don't give a damn what you take what you feel about me. Um, <laughs> it's just who loves me loves me. If you don't, you don't. It's just that's just the mm-hmm. way I am. But um, yeah, I back a hundred percent on this one. You know, it, yeah. It, it, it definitely needs to be exposed that you don't have to, and that's for all young sisters and brothers. You don't have to fit into that stereotype of to be to be to feel a feel feel like you need to be um, feel self worth. You you know your self worth comes from those that love you if they don't love you then let them go you know um how you, how you feel how you dress and how you live and that's just that's if it makes you feel good and you feel comfortable then you do that it doesn't take anybody else to you know to to, to build you up if you know like my mom and my dad always told me yeah if they talk about you they're really not your fan they're really not your friends so don't even worry about it you know so <laughs> Yes. That's true. And they always say if you don't have haters, you are not popping. Right. So. <laughs> right. If you don't have haters, that means you're not doing something right, you know? <laughs> but we're going we're gonna get up out of here. Tati, I appreciate you coming on, introducing yourself to the world. We definitely look forward to seeing what comes out of this because I'm definitely interested to see how you take this misconception of being a, a young black adult um, in life in the, at a PWI and how how you curate that content and how you uh, educate not only us old folks but the, the young <laughs> the young generation as well to uh, to help them navigate this 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 black life that we live 
and uh, we, we love to have, add as much as we can to our culture on a positive manner so we definitely appreciate that um, any closing words Tati anything you'd like to say before we get up out of here um, I just want to say that thank you guys for having me and I enjoyed it and that I'm really excited to work on my craft and make it the best that it can be for my future in journalism that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Smash, any closing words, my brother? Yes, sir. Uh Tati, glad to have you on. I'm 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 excited to see like uh D was saying, you you being young, black and positive, doing positive things. I, I love the creative aspect of you doing the the journaling, the uh the blogging, and now you're gonna venture into this uh podcast world. So I'm 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 excited for you. I'll be listening. I'll be excited to hear and uh, bring people in to get that aspect because I know it's other people out there that feel the same way. So thank you for doing that. And um, just, you know, keep keep going forward. Um, you seem really ground rooted. Uh, you talked about God a couple of times. So keep that in you and just keep listening to your music. And, uh, you know, maybe one day you'll get your dad on your podcast so I can because <laughs> he won't come on ours. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, much, much love to you and uh, much success to you. So. Thank you. Uh, so with that being said, much love. We out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year groove. Well, all right.